Welcome to the awesome pod mix. You are listening to Abby. The idea behind this podcast was to talk about how certain movies and TV shows made me feel when I watched them for the very first time. A reputed filmmaker once said, "When a piece of art invokes a similar feeling amidst a large audience, it's the triumph of the filmmaker." That's the magic of cinema. I love the magic of cinema. Today, I'll be talking about the 5th episode of Marvel Studios, Ms. Marvel. Whether Marvel creates movies or TV shows, they are all cinematic. This episode's title is Time and Again, written by Fatima Asghar and directed by Sharmeen Obaid Chinoy. Listening to the song Tu Mera Chand Main Teri Chandni over the Marvel Studios title sequence as the color fades away to sepia gave me chills literal chills very wonder visionesque as the audio distorts a bit as if playing on an old lp record the aspect ratio changes to 4 is to 3 of that of an old film i can't even express how happy this makes me the song is from the 1949 movie dil lagi the music is by noshad and the lyrics are by shakil The song literally translates to you are my moon and i am your moonlight. Aisha carries the noor, hence the moonlight. It foreshadows the love story between Aisha and Hasan. The episode opens with Aisha in 1942 British occupied India when she left with the bangle from the cave. She's running barefoot from a British soldier and finally she throws a dagger killing him. Those daggers could be her connection to the red daggers group. Now the Ms Marvel title cards appear in various languages. I'll describe them in the order they appear on screen. First is Ms Marvel in English over a torn British flag. The second is in Urdu over a green wall with bullet holes and shadows. Then in Hindi over a field of roses. Then in Urdu again over a mural of a man and a woman red dagger. Then in Urdu again over a black and white picture of refugees. Then in Hindi over a train compartment along with the initials NWR which is North Western Railways then in Bengali over the train tracks with inky shadowy font then in Hindi over a map of India and Pakistan then in Bengali again then in Urdu and Hindi cracked from the center like a border then in Telugu over a painted picture of field of roses then in punjabi over a resettlement card that reads government of east punjab department of rehabilitation for the khan family then in gujarati then in punjabi again and this one's my favorite it reads marvel studios presents ms marvel a slot baby production 1947 then in tamil over a painting of refugees then in gujarati again over a cosmic background then the final one in urdu over a painting of roses i love the meet cute of kamala's great grandparents aisha says touch me and i'll break your leg hasan who's already using a walking stick pauses for a moment and then bursts out laughing saying what you mean this one it's so cute i love it Hasan serves Aisha a fried paratha and a piece of mango I assume Hasan recites his favorite poem Aisha reveals her name Hasan says the one who lives soon Hasan and Aisha become a family and are expecting their first child she gives birth to a beautiful daughter Sana she sings a lullaby for her which goes like ajar in india tu aa kyun na ja nindiya re nindiya तू आ क्यों न जा नन्ही 
किसी आँखों में घुल मिल जाए आजारे निंदिया इट्स रिटन बाय नूर जहां एंड आई बिलीव इट्स संग बाय महवेश इन द सीरीज With the partition upon them, we see them struggling and deciding whether they should leave for Pakistan. I love the detail that Sana has a photographic memory as a child, which is the reason she was able to paint a portrait of her mother Aisha and the reason why she vividly remembers the trail of stars. When Aisha meets Najma outside her house, I got this feeling that Najma is going to kill her right this second. But she gives her a fair warning to surrender the bangle by sundown tomorrow. In my previous pod episode, I had mentioned if Kamala's traveling back in time, I would love every bit of it because I'm emotionally invested. I also said that the pictures would come in handy in recognizing her family members. I think the logic of time travel in the MCU stories differs every time depending on the emotional core of the story. I love the new rules of time travel explained in Endgame, but I also love that Steve went back in time to live a full life with Peggy without branching the timeline and was in the background the whole time. It's exactly the way Kang puts himself in the timeline without branching it off. The TVA has repeatedly mentioned there is no such thing as free will. It was always destined to happen. It's a paradox. I don't believe in the TVA theories, but I believe in Kamala's story. FYI, Loki's pod episodes coming right after Miss Marvel ends. At the train station when Kamala finally saves Sana with the trail of stars, she says, "It was me. It wasn't all you, Kamala." It was Aisha's prayers manifesting in the bangle with inscription to summon adult Sana to save younger Sana. Instead, the bangle summoned the great granddaughter to save her own grandmother. Kamala even takes a picture of young Sana Aisha and Hasan as proof. Najma is the one who kills Aisha, but Aisha's story is still not complete. What is the power set of the clandestines and why was Aisha exiled along with the others? What's her connection with the Red Daggers group? We want answers to all of those questions. Back in the present, a rift opens to the Noor dimension. Fariha tries to enter, but a terrigen cocoon-like thing forms around her, draining her life form and leaving a skeleton behind. Kamala tries to reason with Najma to close the rift and reminds her of Kamran, her son. Najma transfers her essence to Kamran before she forms her own terrigen-like cocoon and becomes a skeleton, closing the rift. Kamran receives bioluminescence-like powers as in the comics. Kamala's mother Muniba is frantic about not being able to find Kamala. When she learns about the Find My Phone app, she says, "Why am I only just hearing about this? Because invasion of privacy." When Sana and Muniba find Kamala, Muniba discovers that Kamala is the light girl. Kamala hands over the picture that Aisha gave for Sana. Sana is overjoyed. Muniba finally realizes all of her mother's stories were true. Muniba is not too thrilled about Kareem though. As Kamala and Kareem bid each other goodbye, Kamala thanks Kareem for everything. Kareem assures he's just a call away. Although the US government may or may not have several warrants out for his arrest, he is definitely coming to America. Kareem gives his red scarf to Kamala, which would become a part of her superhero costume. Muniba finds Kamala's broken Arabic necklace, which is in the shape of the lightning bolt like Ms. Marvel's insignia. Kamran finds Bruno and asks for his help. 
Setting aside his differences, Bruno offers Kamran his home. Kamran received his superpowers not knowing that his mother sacrificed herself. He believes his mother would not abandon him. Dude, your mother abandoned you in the previous episode. How are you so sure she wouldn't leave you an orphan? I guess you are in denial. It's okay, kid. Happens to the best of us. Bruno is more practical and I have more sympathy for Bruno. He lost his parents and is living with his Nona. He works at the Circle Q which helps him make money. The DODC drone taken from the Stark Industries follows Kamran and spots him at Bruno's. When Kamran uses his powers at the drone, the drone bombs the Circle Q at the end of the episode. I feel bad for Circle Q blowing up, but I feel even more terrible for Bruno because all he was trying to do was help Kamran. Poor Bruno. His only source of livelihood is now gone. There are so many unexplained things which I hope they address before the season wraps up. But before I wrap up, I want to inform that I will post about Thor Love and Thunder after Miss Marvel's last episode airs. And I'm done talking about that. Because I feel it will disrupt the sequence in the pod. Messing up the sequence gives me anxiety even though my pod is called Awesome Pod Mix. You can listen to the Awesome Pod Mix and subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and Google Podcasts. If you like what I'm doing, I'll soon be launching the Awesome Pod Mix page on Patreon and you can support me there. Thanks for listening.